Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture from the lens of an attorney and therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm the attorney, Brooke Brigham. All right. So we are back with Sister Wives, our rewind rewatch. This is season two, episodes two and three. Now you may be thinking, wait, what happened? What about episode one? <laughs> well, what about episode? So episode one was of season two is um, them on the like today's show, today show. It's another like yeah. from a million years ago. And then also we are going to be covering the 11 day honeymoon. Yes. Next week. Next week. And we have a very special guest for that. So we're very excited. Um, so you definitely want to tune in next week for the 11 day honeymoon. But today we didn't, you know, we just don't want to skip a beat. So we are going to move on and go to season two, episodes two and three. And I have to say, you know, when I sat down to watch this episode, I was thinking to myself, oh God, I mean, what, what are we going to talk about? There's so much that's been talked about. There's, I mean, are we beating, are we literally beating this dead horse of a show? And then I'm five minutes into it and I'm like, no, no, (laughs) there's always something Good. I always something there's happening. always there like I thought oh god they're going to this Wyoming ranch like who cares and you're just like no it's chock full of good stuff well, the, it, it, <laughs> look 10 years ago this was a boring episode oh yeah but that's the beauty of being able to go back and watch all these old, old episodes knowing what we know now mm-hmm. because I, I look at everything through the lens of what we know about this family now so it's just, yeah, that's what makes it interesting and fun. Otherwise, yeah, this would yeah. be a boring episode. Yes. Well, it's a little bit like I started watching Vanderpump Rules again, and it's solely because of the scandal that's happened. You don't follow the show. I'm not going to get into it. But I mean, that show, which was so stupid, is now like 
you're studying it. Yeah, like, they're dissecting like, it. What is this mean? Look what is that clues? Mean? Oh, that look, that yeah. look, you know? And and honestly, this is what makes these reality shows pretty interesting. Yeah. So, all right. So here we are. This first up, this one episode is Free Range Browns. And, um, you know, they are, of course, now we're in the second season. They've gone public. So they talk about how, you know, they've got cameramen um, in their, you know, at their house. They've got media outlets reaching out to them. And the most serious thing is the Lehigh Police Department announced they were investigating the family. And so do you know much about this? Or obviously, because we live in the state of California, polygamy doesn't come up at all. But <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of curious. Do you feel like when someone says someone's investigating something, that just means they're looking at it. They're not doing anything right. else. There's no arrests. There's no. no nothing. It's just the police are looking into it because they are violating uh laws Mm -hmm. and um i think the laws that were on the books at the time they weren't like they don't call it polygamy they call it cohabitating and it's a way to get around because you know because the polygamists would claim well this is part of our religion freedom of religion so they call them cohabitating laws to make it it's the same. They're trying to they're trying to stop the same behavior. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I should go back and I should look into like what exactly came of this investigation. So it's just the police. I don't know. What is there to investigate? Who are they interviewing? You yeah. know, I don't know who they're interviewing, who they're talking to. I, they're, they're not talking to the family. And then they just turn if, if they want to, they turn a report into the district attorney and the district attorney can decide if any crimes have been committed and then charge them. They were never charged with anything. Yeah. So that's what I want. One of my big questions has always been, you know, especially when we get farther in and we watch some other episodes where they're, quote unquote, fleeing the state of Utah, Mm -hmm. where how much of how how, were they really in danger? Were they really that close or was it? Was it Cody? Just because Cody, (laughs) as we've talked about, is a very impulsive person. Yeah. And does not think things through. And he is, quote unquote, the head of the household. So I would love to ask Janelle or Christine, like, tell me the tell me the truth. Like how, you know, how scared were you or was he making you more scared? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I need to look into the timeline of this, of what exactly was happening when they left. Had the police already like finished their investigation, turned it over. Was the DA looking at it? What was the state of things? Because I've heard different things. I mean, yeah, Cody loves to move too. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, one time, does. one time they counted how many times they had moved and it was like 17 times or something. Wow. So they moved a lot when they were first married and, you know, back and forth between Montana and Utah and all over. Because a lot of it, I think, had to do with money problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so they liked to, well, Cody likes to move, but I also heard something that it had something to do with being able to continue producing the show because of something about child labor laws mm. or interesting. I've heard that. Yeah. I need to do an investigation into to all this stuff. So who really knows? I think Cody just likes, so that's, likes yeah. drama. Uh, yeah. And, and that's attention. what I've always wondered. And he if, wanted to keep the show going. Yes. So he didn't want to put it in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they get in legal trouble, the show's over. Yeah. So maybe he was trying to get away before that could happen, before he could ruin, you know, tarnish the show or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of possibilities. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm curious. I, because 
I would see how Christine could get worked up into a tizzy about, oh God, we got to go. But I was really, you know, Janelle was seemed just as worried and concerned. But I, I do wonder if Janelle ever stopped him and said, what are we doing? You know, you're, nothing's happened. Yeah. Yet, you know, well, was anyway. it, wasn't Christine saying she Christine was saying she didn't want to go. I feel like Cody was the only one who thought that this was urgent, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. Christine, because remember, there was a scene where Christine was basically they was on the couch and Christine was saying, um, I'm going to go with you, but I don't kind of I don't agree with this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ugh, that's head of household. <laughs> so things are rough. So they're going to go to Wyoming. Um, because that's where Cody's family has a ranch that's been in their family for five generations. And my favorite part was when Cody said, they're going there to paint a house, help a cattle drive, go on vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a vacation. That sounds like a yeah, fun he vacation. Said, he said, but it'll be like a vacation because it's different than what they're used to doing. Yeah. It's like, mm, no, nice try. Yes. Brooke and I once were told, remember when we went up to our Aunt Paula's ranch? Oh, yeah. We (laughs) were, our mother was like, we're going to take you on a vacation up to this ranch in Washington. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. This is not a vacation. There was nothing vacationy about it. There was nothing to do except chores around the ranch. Yeah. There was nothing to do. I think we went into Olympia one day. We, you know, we went to a few places, but it was like, I'm, I'm just I felt for Billy Crystal in that one moment of City Slickers. Yeah, it's we a very did. old reference for yeah. people. But we did get to ride horses, which was, you know, but that's only yeah, you can only do that so many. So times. when someone invites you to their farm for a cattle drive, it's not a vacation. <laughs> no, it's not a vacation. It's, going on vacation would be like going to a resort in, you know, like yeah. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. or Ooh, That's where I really want <laughs> yeah. to go there. Someplace Tony and yeah. fancy and bougie. That's where I would go. Yeah. Okay. So the kids love the freedom. Um, and then, but of course, Janelle, Janelle has to work. Yes. <laughs> she's got to stay one more day and work. And this is, the, they mention how um, every summer, Logan and Hunter go to the ranch. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, they claim that they love it. I, and Logan did seem to really enjoy it. I think that, I do think that they both really enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's work. I think they do mm-hmm. work hard. But I think that it's, honestly, I think for Logan, it's probably a it's break. It's a break from being a parent figure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, because Logan was on the horse. He was leading everybody. He seemed like he was in charge and he mm-hmm. knew more than Cody and knew what he was doing and knew how to ride a horse really well. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is your only chance to get away. This yeah. is a vacation for you. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yes, this, this is the best was like y- you start to see this is typical, typical brown getting ready to go anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mary is packed and ready to go. She's got, you know, I mean, literally they were there for four days, less than four days. They were probably on the ranch two and a half days and driving mm-hmm. for five of it, whatever. And she had, did you see how many bags that woman had? I don't for, remember. Oh my, like five bags. Oh. I'm not even joking. Yeah, so I'm sure stuff. they were there less than a week. Oh no, it was less than a week. Yeah. To show you the, the timeline. And then McKelty's like, I haven't even packed yet. Oh, my God. And Christine's like, we're leaving in a half hour. She's like, oh. Wow. I know poor Logan. He was so frustrated because he he was ready to go. And he was one of the drivers because Cody and Janelle were staying behind um, till the next day. And he's saying, yeah, this should be an eight-hour trip. But now it's going to be a 12, 14, 16-hour trip. (laughs) They said this all before they got on the road. Yeah. (laughs) Little did they know. 
He knew. But the other thing was that they, this, so, but they left at six o'clock at night. Like they wanted to leave. They want to drive all night. I don't understand. And they said, this is like a red eye, eight hour drive. And I'm thinking to myself, so how are they doing this? Like what is supposed to happen here? And then, but we, you know, they, they start driving up the mountain and Robin's car starts making oh, a noise. I love this. And the front of the car just started smoking and they had to pull over, which means everybody in these, how many, they had two cars? Oh, probably more than that. I think two, Christine was driving, Logan was driving, Robin was driving. That's what no, I guess. Logan wasn't. I thought I saw Logan in a Well, thing. to take all those people, you'd need at least three cars yeah, and all their stuff. True. Yeah. But you know, here, you know, this, this really annoyed me. So badly because Robin's car doesn't just break down. Well, first of all, the engine kept starts smoking and they're lucky it didn't catch on fire because mm. there was no oil in it mm. and no radiator fluid. So she basically burned up her engine mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm sorry. Look, even when I was a teenager, I knew you had to, you know, mm-hmm. check your oil, change your oil, like ma- basic things. Cody doesn't make sure that these cars are maintained. Yeah. Well, I mean, he makes a comment before they leave. He says, ooh, I don't like that rattle, that rattly sound on your engine. But and I mean, then, bye-bye. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's not, that's, you know what? I'm sorry. This is one of these things that, as the man of the house, yeah. come on, you, you're, you, I'm all for women's independence and I do this stuff myself, but, you know, I, I'm sorry that that just irked me that yes. he would let the car get to that point yes. and that it wasn't safe to drive and it almost blew up and it uh, almost hurt your children uh, you oh, had a lot of kids my in that car. god I, that just incensed me um and so they got stuck they were only one hour from their house <laughs> when this happened and they were stuck for three hours. hours they had to get a rental van which i'm sure tlc had to pay for yeah well um, but i can't imagine i mean so i guess christine had to go back in her car i get the sense that the car was christine's because um cody was talking to christine about it not robin well about but the car. christine has that suburban and the car that broke down mm. that robin was driving i think was, okay it was either like a mint more like a minivan okay then that is robin's car so yeah her minivan. Yeah, her minivan remember she had that when she moved moved there or maybe it was the suburban I don't know. But anyway, then Cody has to go to no, the sh- shop. Oh, yeah. This is the next yeah, day. They Cody to- goes to Roger's Automotive on his motorcycle. On his motorcycle. It's $5,163.69 to fix the motor. The motor is shot. Oof. That's, and that's a lot of money. That's and a honestly, lot of money. The car is probably only worth about 8000 I mean, I can't imagine, like, for you or I right now, $5,000 would not be. I wouldn't be thrilled, but I could pay it. But for them, that's like... God, that's a tremendous amount of money. Well, yeah, I don't... To not care for the car? Uh, that that just incenses me. Yeah, when yeah. you have all these kids in the car. I mean, it's like, what a dope he is. Just what? I'm so angry. <laughs> so then we see them the next day at 9 a.m. And I'm like, wait a second. At a rest stop in Wyoming. And this is when Cody calls Christine about the car and tells her, you know, it's almost going to be five over 5000 for mm-hmm. this. And they're at this rest stop. And I'm thinking to myself, so they must have driven like another hour, then got in a hotel, slept, spent the night. Then they go for another hour or so. And then they have to stop at this Red Canyon for pictures. But they still have like six hours to go. I don't remember this part. Yeah, because Robin was a little annoyed. That was a big thing. 
because apparently they always stop at Red Canyon to take pictures. And Robin was annoyed by it and kind of like, what? Why in God's name are we stopping to take these photos? Is that like, where right she now? said, let's let's do a Y for Wyoming? Everybody make a Y. Yes, yes. And Mary's like, it starts with a W. <laughs> not a why <laughs> robin's like oh i don't know i could have seen myself making the same mistake <laughs> as stupid it is so we learned that cody and janelle hung back because hunter had football practice um so those three were going up there and then cody talks to us about how he grew up in the mormon church so we learn a lot and i and i think you know it's so funny because when you think about the show and we know so much information and we read the book and blah 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 you're like, oh, God, we know this information already. But this is sort of the first time it's being revealed to mm-hmm. the public audience right. of, of what what the true, the, what the real background is. And so, but his mom, so this is what I have this issue with. So he says, I grew up as a Mormon, but his mom was really adopted the polygamous faith and that she was the driver mm-hmm. to push the family in this direction. Now, real quick. They showed an old photo of Cody. He look, Doesn't he look just like Hunter? Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was Hunter for a moment. I'm yeah. like, why is Hunter? I was, anyway. So he, his claim is the matriarchs, the women of the family were the driving force of this faith. Because Mary's mom, it was the same with Mary's mom. Mm-hmm. Mary's mom brought up the idea to Mary's dad and they moved from California to Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, yeah, she was also the, the driving force. But this and I, I do, I don't think that this lifestyle is all negatives. I do think that there are some positives, but it does not seem like, I'm just trying to understand these women, like th- this is really what you want to do. It's not even about sharing your husband. It's just about like, you're, you're going to, your kids are going to have less time with him. Like everything's going to get divided mm-hmm. financially. It's going to be hard, you know, in my opinion, okay, I think this is a cult. And I think that this just happens to be the rules of this cult. And I think that if it wasn't this, it would be something else that they would fall into, Mm -hmm. these women. You know what I mean? Uh They'd go join some other cult. I think it's more, it doesn't, it's more the mentality than it is having anything to do with sharing your husband and having sister wives and and all that other stuff. Because Mm -hmm. they're, I'm sorry. I don't see any positives in this, you know, even with the maybe sort of with the childcare situation and having someone to help you. But I just think the negatives far outweigh whatever positive benefit that that is, because you know what? You know, who ultimately gets hurt in all this. The children. Yeah, they do. It's not a good way to to grow up. If these are grown women, if they want to choose to live like this, that's fine. But look at all of the brown kids now. Mm -hmm. They don't even speak to Cody. They're so angry. Yeah. The only one who speaks to him is McKelty and the kids that he lives with because they have to to talk to him and they've been brainwashed. Yeah. Because their mother is the most, I think, culty of all the wives. But anyway, that's just my opinion. (laughs) Well, no, you may be right. I mean, the one thing that I do think I see as a positive is I see Janelle's, Janelle's situation and I see how, wow, she's been able to have a career and have kids. I mean, you know, I only have one child because of many reasons, but one is the financial piece. Like we wanted to be able to, if we needed to pay for something serious, we always wanted to have money. And also because of career stuff, right? Like I wanted to get back to work. I wanted to refocus on the things that I wanted to focus but on. And so I have do, done that. I do wonder, it's like, oh, wow, it's what, what would life be like if I had four or five kids? If Janelle really wanted to have 
that many kids. She could have found a husband who, and they both would have worked and they both, just like every other family in America. All right. I you guess know? you're right. And guess every you're other right. middle-class family who, you know, both parents work and the kids, you know, you hopefully live near family or community who can help you raise your kids. And then if you have several kids, the kids help raise each other. I mean, that that's America, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to have a bunch of sister wives to do that. I guess that's true. All mm-hmm. right. God, All right. Tess, I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to oh god, go, no. join the cult now. Oh, no, 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 please. First off, I'm way past baby making age. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not very desirable. <laughs> and um and uh I have a husband who can uh, barely handle me. So <laughs> who who would never ever think about doing anything like this. Okay. So, well, yeah, I have a uh just going back to oh and i have a son who does not want who is so happy to be an only child the idea if even if we brought in a stray into our house like he would not even want that you know so yeah it's too late the ship has sailed sailed for me okay all right so now we finally see that the first they finally they finally get there i want to say this (laughs) it took them three days to get there three days so that's, I have that written here because it's a very important point because of the car, st- leaving late, the car stuff, the whatever, three days to get there. It's so, an eight hour, it's an eight hour drive. So I guess for this eight hour drive, because when I think about eight hour drive, I think about like going down to LA or San Diego from here, yeah. right? And you do that in one day. You get up early, you right. drive down there, you do it. And so when I saw the hun- Hunter and Janelle and Cody, I was like, oh, they'll drive straight through, right? Won't they? But I think they spent the night too because the first group got there an hour before the second group. <laughs> and they left a day earlier. Yes. Wow. Yeah, they must have. They must have stayed the night somewhere because it looked like they left after school or after football practice or whatever. Yeah. So, but I, what I don't understand is why are none of these people coordinating it so that so that they can all leave at the same time right in the morning and then you could be there that night right. and you can train your kids to travel mm-hmm. like you don't have to stop a million times you do have to stop because you know people have to go to the bathroom and you know sometimes kids get cranky or whatever but you can train your kids to be good travelers and give them stuff to do whatever i don't understand these people's problem they just they have such a problem with traveling yeah because we'll see it, we'll see it over. And they can't and even, over ma- yeah, and, over and they can't and not even maintain their cars. Yes. So. so we meet, we meet Wynn, who's seventy five and retired. He's Cody's dad, and then we meet Grandma Janiel, and we meet Grandma Cheryl, and um, Grandma Janiel. So one of the comments that I think it was Cody that made this about how right, like one of you know, now that they've gone public it's a lot for them to travel and take camera crew mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff to this ranch. And it mm-hmm. very much opens them up for criticism and, and being looked at. And so, um, he basically saying, you know, I'm outing my parents, I'm outing their life and their lifestyles. Yeah. But when you were watching Wynn hug all those kids, I, I'm like, I bet you a million dollars. He does not, he doesn't know their names. He's just no. like, Oh, hi, you, hi, you. Okay. Okay. Oh, hi. I don't think yeah. he had any idea. Who, he, doesn't, he knows who Logan is, but 
and Hunter, but I don't yeah. think he knows who anyone else he is. He looked a little out of it. He did. And it was the first time he'd met Robin's kids, so he's probably really like, well, who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> and why are they, why is Aurora calling Grandpa? I don't yeah. even know who she is. So, yeah, so Grant, so there's actually three wives. We've never seen the third wife. Yes. She so, does not want to be filmed. We've yes, never seen her. Yes. And so, of course, Janelle is Grandma Janelle. Or Janelle is Cody's mom, and then Grandma Cheryl is Janelle's mom. Yes, we get into that little issue. Um, also, the other thing is Cody kisses his mom on the lips. I think there's something really weird about that. Like people who like at some age, you stop kissing your parents on the lips, don't you? I don't think I've ever kissed my parents on the lips at any age. Yeah, but I feel like when I was little, when my son was little, we might kiss on the lips yeah. or something like that. But th- we've gotten to this age now where he like. Well, he's taller than me, so he hugs me and pats my back <laughs> like I'm a weird stranger. Um, but I just find that odd when when people have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. That's why I could never join that um, Keith Ranieri cult because they all had to kiss each other on the lips Ew. all the time, all the time. Why? Yeah, I, that was just listen. Talk about cults. Right? Yeah, I know. Oh, and then there's a passing uh, scene where where. Uh, Cody says, oh, this is my cousin Samuel. Is oh, yeah. that was that the guy? Was because the one that we talked about who he's now a comedian. Yeah, well, you're the one that I didn't watch. You told me about that. You watched the interview. Well, yeah, there was a he was on a podcast. He was the one who talked about wor- growing up and be- basically being trafficked like a yeah. child worker, you know, like a um what do you call it? You know, um, Child, child labor trafficking, you know, working in the um, bakery mm-hmm. on the the, the so ranch. Is, is that yeah. who? So yeah, I kind of thought that might be him because he looked felt, like he was a teenager. Oh, he I looked younger. Felt but like he what had is a that B guy's name? name. Oh, Ben Brown. Yes. Okay. So he so was someone else. Samuel. Whoops. Sorry, I was trying to look it up and then my sound came on. Anyway, never mind. I thought that was him. It's not him. Um. So, yes. So we they're they tell us again what they're doing. They're painting Grandma Janiel's house. And Cheryl is excited for Robin to come into the family. Um, and then we so because this is where we get Cheryl and Janiel on the couch. Mm-hmm. And Janiel tells us that famous story about how each wife is a spoke in the wheel. And the more spokes in the wheel, the stronger the wheel. But every time a new wife comes in, all the spokes need to move and shift and and it becomes stronger. Now, <laughs> I'm just kind of perplexed by this because I don't understand why if you keep adding spokes, <laughs> is that really going to make your wheel stronger? I keep trying to understand this thing because basically then you're also saying that if you only have one spoke, the wheel can't move at all, so one well, life is not moving. You know what? I think you're taking this a little oh. too all literally. Right, we can cut this part. I'll cut no, this part. No, out. No. I'm really, I did, I was, I'm really like, okay, let me think about this It's for a, a bullshit answer. That, mm. It's just something they say to justify what they're doing. Yes, I guess that's true. You know? Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, they talk about how Cheryl and Wynn fell in love and got married three months before Cody and Janelle got married. Mm-hmm. And then they said Cheryl took care of Wynn and Janelle took care of kids. And that's, I thought that hands down was one of the saddest things I'd ever heard because the, and the way in which she said it, right. She talks about this later on where if you imagine here's Janelle, she's bebopping along. I don't know where the third wife comes in. 
She's hiding somewhere. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. is she the third or is she the second? I think she's the second, and then Cheryl was the third. And Cheryl was the third. Yeah. So here you are, Janelle, and this new woman comes in, and you know you're still taking care of a bunch of kids, and this new woman shows up, and she's taking care of Win, and it's a little bit of like, oh yeah, I bet she is taking care of Win. Like it's all of a sudden, it's just like. You're just a mom now. You know, you're over here. Right. Don't pay attention. Because Cheryl don't get any of the good stuff. Yeah, Cheryl's kids were grown. Mm-hmm. I guess. Did Janelle still have young kids? Because Cody, well, because Cody would have been, you know, like early 20s. Cody yeah, and there Janelle, must have still been kids there. Younger kids, I guess. Teenagers, mm. probably. But, you know, it was hard at first, but they're best friends now. But yeah, oh, this is what Janelle says. She says, It was hard because when Cheryl came in, she was beautiful. You know, she was very jealous of her. She was beautiful. She was educated. She was vibrant. And (laughs) she lived in the real world. (laughs) Yeah. But and she was a nurse. She was this educated nurse who came in. And, you know, then you're sort of your spoke is being pushed off to the side there a little bit. And I, I just... I don't know. And I just feel like, God, they're re- they're really rewriting some history here. Because I feel like... Mm. Yeah. And, you know, God, th- this is one of the worst... The worst thing that happened to Janelle and Cheryl was meeting this family. Just think of how far these women could have gone. <laughs> I guess that's you know? true. They're both, like, smart, accomplishment. Why did they fall into this? I don't know. I don't know either. So then we meet Tim Beck. He's the brother-in-law. So we don't ever meet. So that must be Cody's sister's husband, but we don't meet her. And um, he's telling everyone about what they're going to do. They're going to move the cattle over to get vaccinated, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, they vaccinate the cattle, but but not themselves, not Cody to, Brown for COVID. Um, and then Janelle and Cheryl have to stay back and they're making dinner for the ranch hands. And that was just like watching that go. I was like, oh, God, how many baked potatoes do you make? I know. I mean, it and, just seems like a lot of work. And they just live in this really small house. Where did everybody sleep? Well, they talked about that. They so Christine and Mary got hotel rooms. Uh-huh. Robin wanted to stay so that she could spend time with Cody's mom. Oh. And... um and then Janelle, of course, stayed because that's her mom, mm. right? So I bet you that Robin and oh, maybe so maybe her, her kids... mom has her own house on the property. Yes, yes, because that was Janelle's house. Okay, so that was her house. So I think that Jan- Robin and her kids probably stayed with Janelle. Cheryl probably stayed with her mom, Robin and then everybody else mom. stayed. And God where, knows where Cody. Where did stayed. Cody stay? Probably with his two favorite women, his mom and Robin. <laughs> probably. All right. Uh, well, then what about if we? Okay, then now Ma- it's McKel- the story. McKelty McKelty. Yeah, McKelty gets thrown off a horse and she milks it for. <laughs> she really does. All the sympathy she can. And then Cody strangely gets angry with the horse and he says the horse needs to be taught that it can't be naughty. What, what kind of language yeah. is that? What kind like? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would. I, we should have called our Aunt Paula about this because I'm very curious about this. Is this what you do if a horse, if a horse acts up? Uh-huh. Well, again, I'd like or to say. Or maybe she just fell off. She fell mm-hmm. off. She didn't get bucked off. Maybe she just fell off. Yeah. And of no fault of the horses. Well, yeah, no, I don't. Listen, I don't think the horse should be blamed at all because. And again, as Madison liked to point out, she told her so like a million <laughs> times that and and they were specifically told not to get on this horse for mm. various reasons. OK, well, so, I mean, again, it's a little bit of like if this horse is so much trouble, then 
then why isn't why is anybody letting this horse kind of roam out like put the horse away I if you've know. got all these kids that can easily get on the horse so mckelty of course had to prove them wrong mckelty goes and she you know falls off the horse yeah and cody's just using it as an opportunity to be all masculine and just you yeah. know ride off storm off on his horse to go what i don't know what he was going to do to this horse but it, yeah. it was just dumb. And I guess they took her to some place in town. A chiropractor. Chiropractor. She had a huge, massive bruise on her back. But Cheryl, I guess the Cheryl was going to come look at it, but then they took her to the hospital. They said they were going to take her to the hospital, and then she's back from the chiropractors. <laughs> it's all very fishy. I don't know. So, um, and then we get this scene of, like, Isabel asking Cheryl a bunch of questions and you can tell Cheryl's like, just fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what was she asking her? She was asking like, so you are married to my grandpa uh, and Janelle's married to my grandpa. And well, it is quite confusing. Years. It is confusing. And Cheryl was trying to be nice, but it's one of those things where Cheryl's like, God damn it. Okay, baked potatoes, chili. <laughs> I'm trying and, to cook and, here. And, and Isabel's asking these big life questions like, mm. where do you live? <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Let me think. <laughs> it's too much activity. It is. It's way too much activity there. And then, oh, and then the other thing is Cody gets on that horse and then... Gwen starts walking up to him and he's just like screaming at her, like, get back, get back, get back, get back. I was just yeah. like, okay. Well, it is dangerous for it's these little dangerous. kids to be walking behind horses and but stuff. But why didn't you take care of this shit earlier? I know. Why are the kids roaming around horses? I yeah. mean, they should be away because that, that is very dangerous. And you can ease these kids can easily spook a horse and get kicked and get mm -hmm. hurt very badly. So... And then we see the scene of them with the cattle drive. And I thought it was very odd because they kept saying, well, the terrain is such that you can only ride a horse. But it seemed like there were a ton of people walking. Mm -hmm. Like, so they're walking off all this. I was just a little confused. But God, that seemed like a lot of work. Like, just you had to get. What I didn't understand is this. Why can't you bring all the stuff to where the cows are? Why do you have to go across this whole thing to get into? Because it wasn't like they were going to the center but for that's vaccinations. Where, but that's they had like these corrals kind of set up where, you know, and then the cow comes into yes, the corral yeah. and it holds. So they but maybe they couldn't move those corral. Because I was like thinking, like, how did the corral get there? It must be something you put on a like a fifth wheel or whatever yeah, they call them. Right. Truck, and you, and so why not? take that isn't it easier to take that trailer all the way i up have to the, no idea i'm that's not what a, i kept thinking i'm not a cowgirl i don't okay. know anyway. we really should have talked to paula before we, <laughs> we should have we should have yeah our aunt uh had a, a a horse ranch yeah and had like 70 horses so and she still still got a horse she would understand this this but, whole thing and then there's a funny scene where you know all the kids are climbing these rocks and robin is just flipping out like oh oh like don't go near the edge and it like you know she's just with her kids she doesn't want it and it's not like they're doing anything dangerous no they're, they're, they're climbing rocks and um you know everyone's just kind of being like oh, god robin calm down you know yeah. it's all it's fine there's older kids up here they're watching your kids but it was just a difference yeah like robin is just not used to she not used to really letting her kids. Well, I thought do Janelle much. made a very good point. And looking back, I wish I had, I was, because I only had one child, I was less focused on my kid. But she talked about like physical confidence with using your body. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, you're right that 
kids do need to like move around and be on a jungle gym and fall down and, right. you know, do some of these things. Obviously. Or they're always going to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and then we see daddy Logan taking care of little Savannah. He's like, because little Savannah's like walking up there by herself, but mm-hmm. she's like five and he's yeah. like, okay, hi sister. I'm like, God, I love him. I love Logan. Yeah. He is the best. So that was essentially day two. Day two was painting the second coat of the house. Mm. And then day true day three, everyone has to get back. Yeah. So it took the first group three days to get there and they're only there for three days. And I understand, I'm sure they're, you know, have stuff to do and places to go, but like, gosh, yeah. it's not a lot. Yeah. And that was a quick trip. Yeah. Got to get back, get back to work. Yes. But anyway, so now we're on to episode three, which is the price of polygamy. And I thought this was going to be kind of boring. And I was like, oh, this is good. We're kind of get, we're getting into yeah, we the got money some stuff. Money, yeah, some money details. Some money details that we have not um, heard about before. Or yeah. if you've just been watching the show, <laughs> as opposed to yeah. being a fan. Well, first, uh, Cody and Janelle are going to go camping in Arches National Park for Janelle's birthday. Uh-uh. Thought it was in their anniversary. No, it's her birthday. It's her birthday? Well, okay. that's what I wrote. Birthday anniversary. Those Whatever. are the only two times. That's that the Janelle... only two times you get Cody to yourself for so, more than a couple it's hours. One of the two things. So yeah, and Janelle loves to camp. Um, but I thought that sleeping bag situation was like classic. Yeah, that was so classic. Where there are all these sleeping bags, and Cody's like, "Well, why aren't they rolled up?" And she's like, "Well, they don't zip." And he's like, "What? They don't zip?" You know, and. He wants, well, we'll just buy two new sleeping bags. Yeah. She's like, no, we're not going to do that. She yeah. doesn't want to spend the money. Well, they don't have the money to go buy two new sleeping bags. Again, impulsive. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, we'll just bring this and we'll bring a blanket and it'll, you'll be fine, you know? So, and she does mention that this is the constant friction in their marriage. Like, this is the biggest mm-hmm. friction that they have is this money stuff. And then we learn about how do you afford the size of a family? Um. And then they get into that whole thing um, about Janelle talking about Robin. (laughs) Yeah, she brought up the finite resources again. (laughs) She said, yeah, when Robin first moved there, she was looking for work, but she couldn't find any work. Okay, and apparently she never found any work. Yeah, she never found work. And she said there was a little bit of an adjustment there because um, the finite resources have to go even further now. So here's my question. I Janelle did say, I know, I know Robin was looking hard for work, but I don't know Robin's background. I don't know what her skills are, but I would assume that there's got to be something that she can do for part time while her kids are in school. Like that's the part I didn't quite, I was like, there's nothing she can do. Nothing. Yeah. A job in the world. How hard was she working? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Robin, I don't think she really wanted to work. No, but, but then so she had there was this whole scene where she basically she said that, you know, that money is a tremendous value to the family, mm-hmm. you know, because they have so many expenses and so many people. And she was saying how she wanted to be worthwhile enough that the disruption in this in their family was worth it to them, mm-hmm. meaning she if she could bring in money to the family, then this disruption is worth it because like, OK, well, she's bringing in money. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting because she felt that way at the time. But after that, she didn't really seem to, uh, you know, other than trying to make my sister wife's closet 
into something. Yeah. You Which know? they really started. I mean, yeah, it, it, it always felt like a half-hearted attempt. I mean, she never really, no. I mean, again, I think that if she had pounded the pavements, pounded the pavement, she could figure out how to get a job and do something, um, and contribute. So now basically her contribution, which is not simple is, or easy is helping with the kids. Cause poor Christine, I guess, was taking care of all of those kids. And she was working and pregnant and working at night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so finally, because she just had a baby, she's getting a break. Yes. Sort of. (laughs) Not really. But yeah, the kids are going over to Robin's for what? A couple hours a day in the afternoon after school. I mean, come on. So we learned that. So Cody's salary covers Robin and Christine and sometimes Janelle will kick in some money for Robin and Christine for groceries. Yeah. Mary doesn't make as much money. And so she has to cover some smaller bills and she has small bills because she doesn't make much because Janelle and Cody make the bulk of the money. They pay the mortgage and the utilities. And she talks about lots of stress involved. It Mm -hmm. takes, um, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot on her and him. I'm dying to know. So then, okay, so that's Mary. So Mary's money is covered, then covers Leon. And then, so Janelle's, Janelle's paycheck has to cover all of the big bills, the mortgage and the utilities. And her kids. And her kids. And she has to. And kick money over. Grocery money for Robin and Christine. I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's none of this seems fair. Yes, it really doesn't. And why was it that, you know, Christine had to work all of those years when she had five children Mm -hmm. and then pregnant with a sixth child? Why wasn't Robin kind of forced to get a job? It's like if your sister wife's closet business isn't going to. Well, a lot of it, too, had to do with the fact that once they became public, well, this is what they would say. And I think I've heard them say this is that once they became public, they really couldn't just go out and get a job mm-hmm. because some employer, a lot of employers probably wouldn't want that mm-hmm. attention or want to be associated with the show. And that's why they started looking into businesses. Yes. You know, when they went to Las Vegas, trying to invest in a gym or this or that, whatever they were going to do. We'll they, be finding about that soon. Right. <laughs> they thought that was the only way that they could make money. Yeah. They basically gave up on the concept of having a regular job mm-hmm. because when they left Utah, they, none of them had like a regular job ever again. Not even Janelle. Mm-mm. I guess not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause remember yeah. she got her, she got a real estate license and you know, well, they had the show, but then she got her real estate license and then, um, she started, you know, they all started doing the MLM stuff. Yeah. I guess they just didn't talk about it on the show so much. Yeah, but I guess that's when they must have picked up all of that stuff, which I understand. But again, I'd like to say that you even if you right when they, you got to Vegas and it was all that chaos of everything going on, it's a little bit of like you you, you could get a job like there's so many things that yeah. someone can do. Like you can get a job from your home. You yeah. can get a job here. I just I truly don't. When people say, oh, I can't get a job. It's like. Yeah, you can't get a job that you want to do that's going to work for you mm-hmm. and your lifestyle. Right. But you can get can a job. You can always get a job. Yeah. All right. And then we see, um, of course, we see Cody because he's, you know, has a hard time leaving the house. <laughs> Poor Janelle's waiting there for him. 
And then we see Christine shopping for groceries for the family. And I have to say, I would have liked to see a lot more of this. Like, I know. I give want... me your tips, Christine, because I spend so much yes. goddamn money at I the store. I want your grocery shopping tips. But although they wouldn't work for us, we don't have a big family. Because like when you go into that pantry, I wanted to get inside yes. the pantry and I wanted to see like what is... There were all these cans. They yeah. almost look like big cans of... Almost like, look like old baby co- formula. Oh, or, I was going to say old coffee cans. Yeah, they look like, like big coffee cans. And I, I was getting close up. I was pausing it. I could not see what it was, what it said on the label. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I it was fascinating. Like, let's go inside the pantry and let's go shelf by shelf. And I want you to tell me, <laughs> yeah, like how much do you pay for this? And I thought, that, yeah. yeah, that was a uh, missed yeah, I would love to see Christine show us like I'm preparing dinner for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, everything, because I mean, the fact that she was able to, I don't know how long those $300 with the groceries lasts, but that is pretty good. I mean, obviously yeah. they're in Utah. It's cheaper stores than what we have he- out here. It's well, they're buying in bulk. Years, yeah. years ago and they're buying in bulk, but I am very curious. Like, is that $300 for the month? Is that $300 yeah. for two weeks? Is that, what is that? I need to know. Um, yeah, and Christine said uh, when, when she was talking about the food pantry and all that, she said that she was very worried about the financials. Mm-hmm. She says we were struggling to keep a roof over our own heads, and we're and then we bring in this person, Robin, and pay rent and groceries with no income coming in. Mm-hmm. I was worried, and <laughs> I have Janelle says she is hopeful Robin will get a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean. God, yeah. What 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 made Robin think that like everyone had to work but her? Oh, I don't. This know. pisses me off. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think she will use the excuse of the show because when she came into the family, it was it was you know. But all the rest of them kept working, yeah. in some capacity, and they didn't talk. And even before like the plexus and stuff, Cody and I don't know if it was Cody and Christine or Cody and Ro- or Cody and Mary. They were part of some kind of similar MLM with some like blue drink or a green mm. drink or something. But hmm. you notice they they never talked about it on the show. I think the show told them, yeah, you cannot talk about this. And when the when like Mary says, "Oh, I work for a clothing distribution company," I she or worked something. at a trophy shop. An oh, that was place. that was way back when. Oh. That was like back when they first got married. Or mm. yeah, Janelle got her a job there. <laughs> Of course. Because Janelle was working at like an employment agency. Yeah. She got Cody a job. She got Mary a job, the trophy shop. She she wants everyone to have jobs. Yes. Yes. You know, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's what we were told as kids. Get a job. <laughs> yeah. We're like Vicky Golden's Golden. I know. Job. Go job, to work. Job. Get a job. Insurance. I know. I've been working since I was 13. Um. So. Let's see. Robin's talking about now we see a bunch of scenes of Robin with the kids and she's picking up all the kids and she's yelling at like Isabel, like it should be a snack, not a meal. Oh, I know. Like, she wants to, she wants her grocery budget yeah. to, to last for herself. She yeah, want to feed these other kids. Um, so she was talking about how she used to work and take care of the bills. And now it's very awkward coming into the family. Um yeah, just that same same, same story, yeah. looking for a job. And then we get back to Cody and Janelle. They're putting up the tent. <laughs> and they talk about how each relationship has um, its own bond. And then I thought this was interesting, where Janelle talks about this, and maybe is she the only one? She talks about how... Book or- 
Well, she talks about how the children in these plural families, Mm. the children always think that their mom is the favorite. Mm. And she was going on this whole thing of like, yeah, because of the fact of the way in which you see, you know, the husband is always, you know, present. And I thought that was really interesting just in light of everything that's going on now, because now we're seeing, it's like, no, because we're seeing all of Christine's kids, most of them right. and turning to her saying, you're not the for a long mom. time yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. It's not like this was just this last year. No. It was like way back then everyone Years felt like ago. the favorite. I feel like pretty quickly, you know, it became very clear. And so it was just like, really, Janelle? Well, Janelle says a lot of stuff to defend Cody and to defend polygamy because I think she knows where her bread is buttered. I guess so. Because she's the practical one. Mm -hmm. And she knows, like, we're on this show and they're paying us more money than we've ever had in our lives to be this happy polygamous family. And God damn it, we've got to act like that. Mm -hmm. She does it all the time. She's kind of the cleanup person. Like, if you notice when they do their couch confessionals, she always steps in. If it starts, if things start to go to a place where it's making polygamy look bad or making mm-hmm. Cody look bad, she will jump in and she'll smooth things over mm. and Not make a look out for that. Make a comment like that. She does it all the time. Um, but in this, at the end of this, in the camping trip, uh, she made a comment. I wrote this down. She says that it would be fun to have a trailer someday. Oh. <laughs> Like, well, just well, hang on, Chanel. Your, your dream came true. Yeah, I don't know where that trailer is now, but... Um, yeah. So then we get it, we, we see Mary sewing and that, you know, she's happy to have she this lifestyle fits for her because she has a job, but she also gets to spend lots of time with Leon. You know, Janelle's like, I get the best of both worlds. Life is great. And then we get into this whole Cody and Janelle PDA thing and what we learned about in the book, which mm-hmm. was that when Janelle came into the picture, Mary and... Cody were like all over themselves. So she would just remove herself. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, so she's had to kind of learn how to, she stepped, stood aside and had to learn how to figure out how to be more loving towards Cody, more physically affectionate. And then we see them at balanced rock. And I thought that place looked really cool. I'm like, so is this Utah is arches national national? Yeah. God, I'm, I'm really not an outdoorsy person. <laughs> Never do these things. And then Rob, oh, then we hear from Robin, which I thought, and so Robin gets into this whole thing about how this is a good lifestyle, you know, because you have to deal with these basic raw human emotions of selfishness and possessiveness. This style, this style, this lifestyle, you have to step outside of that and look at what's best for the whole. You become a better person. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but... Okay, Robin, you've been a polygamist for a year now. Not even, I don't think. Yeah, Yeah. nine months, ten months, whatever. Okay, Robin. (laughs) But I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, this. I guess this cult part is right because she has been indoctrinated with these ideas and thoughts that... Mm -hmm. Because what bothers me about this is what it's really saying is you you have these feelings. You have these feelings of possessiveness or you have feelings of jealousy or unhappiness or discontent and you're being told you have all these feelings and those are bad feelings those are wrong feelings to have and you need to figure out how to turn that into something where you see it for the greater good and the thing is is that we have no good or bad emotions we just have the emotions that we have and so there is this piece of like 
we need our emotions and we need the quote unquote bad ones mm-hmm. because they tell us that something doesn't something's feel quite wrong. right. Yeah. Like jealousy where someone's, you know, texting you every 10 minutes and all that, like that kind of jealousy and possessiveness, that's not healthy. But feeling, you know, sad or feeling ignored or mm-hmm. feeling like your needs are being put aside, then that is important to mm-hmm. talk about in a relationship. And it just sort of feels like, they, they just tell the women, yeah, just push all that stuff aside, you know, just be a better, per- a better person, a better person. Yeah, yeah. A better person would push past right. this. And, and that's, I think that's very dangerous. That it is. It's very convenient to tell people when they're hurting, yes. you know, you need to just push through this because it'll make you a better person. And if you say no, that means what you don't want to be a better person or you're mm-hmm. a bad person. Yeah. So you, yeah. So what are your choices? Yeah. So they're, they're stuck with never being able to really truly express how they really feel mm-hmm. yeah and the fact that robin who again his, she, she was not her first marriage was not polygamist and she talks like such an expert and it's yes yeah, it's, like, it's like she's been brainwashed and mm-hmm. she's just spewing out this rhetoric that she's been taught yeah. by her family and oh all right well all tell right. us what's so that's the end of that um so of the episode there we end with robin all right uh so give us some what's the latest gossip what's been going on okay well you know i should have showed you this video before we started i kind of want to play it on the i don't know if it'll really translate okay so toxicity i keep getting (laughs) i keep you know it keeps coming up in my feed and uh, somebody posted now this is a video taken by McKelty. Mm. Okay. So I don't know if the source is McKelty or it's or McKelty sent it to somebody and then they shared it. Anyway, there is a video posted on there where um McKelty is at Cody's house, Cody and Robin's house. And this must have been when she maybe it was the same time when she came to film. And Avalon was, you know, a baby. Mm-hmm. But Avalon looked a little bit older, like she was walking. She was starting oh, starting to walk yeah. in this video. So I think it might have been a separate visit. It had to have been because she was a little, yeah, like, she, she was, was wrapped up in a little barely baby. barely sitting yeah. up, yeah. Okay, so McKelty is basically the, and Gwen pretty much confirmed this on mm. her YouTube this week, is that McKelty's the only um, kid other than Robin's kids that um, he's not estranged from. Mm. He's estranged from everybody else. Even Daddy Logan? He's estranged from Logan? Well, that's kind of what she said. That's that's surprising. That is really, really surprising. Okay. She said, first she said a majority of Janelle's kids and a majority of my mom's kids. Um, but then later in another clip, she basically said, well, yeah, kind of everybody but McKelty. So anyway, McKelty was there visiting. She's taking a video. They're in the living room and um, she's obviously sitting. She, she's sitting on a couch and she's filming Ariella, who's kind of um, it's someone's birthday. It's mm-hmm. decorated with, you know, it's a girl birthday thing. So I don't know if it was Ariella's birthday, Avalon's birthday. I don't know. And Ariella is kind of um, running around and Cody comes over with a couple of bags gift bags mm-hmm. and he's placing them in a pile of gift bags and ariella is kind of going oh what's that and looking at it and he's like don't touch it don't touch it and then he says no touching and no talking whoa yeah i mean like Ooh, i want to watch this video really mean in a really mean voice and then he starts to walk away 
And then um, Avalon kind of coos at him. And so he stops and he turns around and he gets down on the floor for like three seconds to kind of engage with Avalon and um, for just a second. And then, and you can hear McKelty's voice because mm. she's telling Ariel, Ariel, she's like, oh, Ariel, move over to the right a little bit because she's blocking the view of this mm-hmm. thing she wants to film. And she's like, move over a little bit, honey. So it's her. Mm-hmm. And so then Cody's on the ground. All of a sudden you hear Robin yell from the kitchen, the water's boiling. <laughs> and then Cody like jumps up, r- goes into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of minutes later, he yells, fuck like really loudly and i'm i kept i listened to it a few times i think it's fuck really it's like he's like fuck and he's kind of talking loud and robin's talking but you can't really hear what they're saying but he says fuck really loudly all over boiled water yeah or maybe burned himself okay and he they're kind of talking loudly robin robin and cody and then that's the end of the video Ooh, it's real bizarre. That's weird. I'll show that you. That is bizarre. I'll show you after the show. If anyone wants to look at it, just go but, on. Yeah, I mean that's so innocuous. So yeah, McKelty had to have real. I mean, come on, so, released it. Like, but maybe do you think she shared it with one oh, of her siblings? And the siblings and a sibling it? leaked it. Well, but then that means oh god, then that puts McKelty. I mean. I don't know if if you are if you're Aspen, for example, and you get this video from McKelty and you're estranged from your father, you're kind of effing up your relationship with I your know. sister. I would be livid if I sent you something and then you sh- you yeah like, I put it brought, on put it on the internet. Yeah, I'd be like, well, I didn't tell you you could do that. <laughs> I wonder. Well, what about Tony? I don't know. I mean, I'm mm, sure Tony was Tony. with her. Maybe it was Avalon. <laughs> Avalon. Oh, you know what it was? Already. It was Ariel. <laughs> Yes. She was like justice for Ariel. Right. I know. I felt really badly for that girl, the way he he taught. Yeah, that's kind of that's I mean, obviously, parents, we all have our bad moments in time, but you don't, especially at a birthday party, you're kind of, you know, you're stressed, but you're in a good mood and you're happy and you're like, oh, and Ariella wasn't doing anything remotely bad. She was literally just kind of peeking, trying to peek at the bag. And oh, boy. So, yeah, I, I think. Cody is just a completely different person. Yeah, off, he must be off camera. He must be. Or this is who he's become. Because, you know, even when you see these old episodes and who he is today, you see, you know, he was this very kind of wide eyed, yeah. like, ooh, you know, by life and exciting. And I think he I think he once was like, you know, a big kid. I think that I think this is just what fame mm-hmm. and everything that's fame and love and all of these other things that have happened to him have done to him. Yeah, I guess. I think he's an angry person. <laughs> Probably pissed they have to move out of that really nice house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I watched some of Gwen's reaction videos and she was watching the episode where, you know, Robin gets sick with COVID and has to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Gwen is is very fixated on the fact that she's like, well, she's so sick, but she, she pulls out a camera. Like, who does that? Who pulls out a camera, you know, which is a very good point. And then she kept saying, well, they should have been vaccinated. (laughs) 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 And and then there was a scene where I don't know if I think Robin or Cody said something about, you know, God healing them or something, uh, something about God and COVID. And 
Gwen says, well, yeah, it was definitely God that healed them because, you know, the Sister Wives family is such a huge concern for God. (laughs) (laughs) I just love her. She's so, I mean... She's so funny, but yeah, she kept probably she kept saying, "Well, probably because they're unvaccinated." Yeah, that um, they had it so horribly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she was very sad when she saw, you know, uh, Gabe's video where he cried because Cody mm-hmm. forgot his birthday. Yes. Never forget October eleventh. <sighs> God, yeah, she just she just tells it like it is. Which she confirms everything that we think. Yeah. Um. So Mikkel, there was some clips of McKelty talking on her. I guess it's her Patreon. And she was explaining why she moved in with Robin um, before that, you know, Robin moved uh, to be with the family. And she said it was because Robin's nanny at the time, this woman has always had nannies, but this nanny was one of her brothers. Oh, so she's recruiting family members. I remember she recruited her niece, Mindy, yes, yes. who actually resurfaced. Um this week too but one of her brothers was acting as her nanny and he had to move and McKelty was struggling she said not with her mom but just with life and she needed to get out um Mm-mm. so i guess she wanted to go there and be so there. Wait, so she lived with robin in that saint george house yeah, yeah i don't know for how long huh. interesting yeah because well you know none of those kids were going to uh like real school, I think. Hmm. You know, they're all being homeschooled, quote unquote. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, a picture resurfaced uh, this week of Robin and Cody and Mindy and Saul and Ari at a basketball game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a kid's basketball game. I don't know if it was Saul's or Ariella's, but Ariella, she's, she's getting older. She like, barely recognized her. She's, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's about it. You know, that's good gossip. A little bit of a that video is a good little snippet. Yes. So if anyone's interested, just go to TikTok and just, uh, you know, look up the toxicity account. It's probably one of the last uh, videos posted. It's very interesting. What if that account is really Robin and Cody? Well, you know, or maybe it's Saul and Ariel. (laughs) Well, there was a video on the account of some guy this all could be part of the joke or the spoof or whatever but there was some guy who came on and he was saying you know i'm really sorry you know basically apologizing for making this account and i don't Mm. know i didn't really understand it but every time i look at it it's got a different angle you know yeah it's it's always constantly changing and for a while it was trying to say it was put it was put there as just part of some social experiment but then they started posting clips of stuff again then this guy comes on making this apology uh, for basically trying to trick people and now they're now they got these juicy videos of i don't know what's happening with yeah it. huh interesting or who it is but anyway I'll keep. Wa- I'll, I, I will. Keep, okay. Keep I will investigating. Keep, I will Brooke. keep on it. Don't you worry. <laughs> keep the investigation going. Yeah. All right. Well, whew, we're at the end of this. So, if you like this podcast and you've made it to the very end, thank you very much. And if you like us, please subscribe um, and uh, give us a five star review. Go to Apple and just uh, fill that out. It really helps us out with the podcast. And I think that's it. If you have any ideas for things that we want to cover, you know, we're going to continue to cover Sister Wives, but 
we were doing two shows a week and that other, you know, spot always, we're always looking for new and interesting things to talk about. Um, yeah, we're going to get back into some more documentaries and, um, this on Thursday, if you're listening to this, uh, well, whenever you're listening to this, in a couple in a couple in a couple days, we're gonna uh, have an episode about the Chris Rock Netflix yes, special, selective outrage. Also, talking a little bit about you know the Oscar fiasco from last year with Will Smith. So check that out if you're interested. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.